Hello, and welcome to Pop DNA, the podcast that explores the historical and literary roots of your favorite works of pop culture. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Erin. And today, we are doing something a little different. We're doing the first ever of what will hopefully be many bonus episodes. Um, and we, we decided that we're calling them Geek Outs, right? Uh-huh. Geek Out. <laughs> Geek out. Geek out. (laughs) Um, So the idea behind the geek out episodes is that there are a lot of things that we want to geek out over. Uh (laughs) There's so many, like, Uh great things happening in pop culture that we want to talk about, but things that might not work for one of our full regular episodes. Yeah. So this is what we're doing. Yeah, so with Geek Out, Geek Out, we're going to have a more free-flowing... How many many times are we going to say that? Oh, a million. (laughs) We're going to have just a more free-flowing discussion, and we probably will get a little historical Mm -hmm. and a little literary, Mm -hmm. because that's just who we are. But we're not really doing a ton of research for these like we do for our normal episodes. So we're just going to talk about things that we love, things we're obsessed with, Things that we just have so many feelings and so yeah. much that we want to discuss and dissect and basically just geek out over. Because um, I know all our all four of our listeners are just dying to hear more from Erin and Rhonda and our opinions on various pop culture works. So just, you know, give the people what they want. Absolutely. <laughs> so for this first geek out, we really wanted to talk about modern horror Ooh, and some of the amazing and my favorite, the amazingly bad yes. horror films we've seen recently. So great. Speaking of which, oh on my TV right now is Final Destination 2. Oh dear. The masterpiece. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, so... This is our first Geek Out episode, but I think that we can start it out like we start our normal episodes where we talk about our first experiences yeah. with these works. So, Erin, tell me about your... Tell me and our four listeners. And the world. The world. <laughs> um, my upbringing was a very sheltered one, and I, um, I as a result, was kind of terrified of all things horror without Mm. any like maybe information about horror I just assumed Mm -hmm. that I couldn't handle it and I would be terrified so all of my friends I was an only child and all of my friends had like older siblings who were like we would be seven years old and they'd be like 18 so they would have already all seen horror movies and been really excited about them so then during our sleepover parties they'd be like let's watch Chucky and I was like (laughs) oh no thank you friend but I also really want to be included and I really like you so I would all of my picture this so like a group of 10 I don't know eight-year-old girls are all huddled watching Chucky or whatever and then they're like other (laughs) friends would would Blockbuster not have Mulan or something no you know we got we got that too we were gonna watch it later um and then it would be me in the corner with my eyes like closed and my ear my hands over my ears and just like trying desperately not to be terrified because even at that age like I didn't want to miss out on sleep and I didn't feel like I'd be able to go to sleep that night um but then anytime I I remember listening um 
through the hand over my ear to hear for any time they were like laughing on the screen when I could turn back and be a part of the group. So I wanted to be included really badly, but then I also like was terrified. So my sweet friend group like tolerated it and no one made fun of me, but that was my introduction. Nice of them. Yeah. It reminds me of a, of uh, Aaron from The Office when she's talking <laughs> about like all the horror movies that Gabe makes her watch yes. and she's like but I like the beginning where they're like a perfect family and they yes. have a perfect life totally totally <laughs> yeah. um, but that also reminds me of a story of my own yeah <laughs> where I was over at my friend's house and everybody decided they wanted to watch Saw uh-huh. um, and so I was like Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. And so so they like they put Saw on the TV and I just like pretended to fall asleep so Aww. that I wouldn't have to watch it. Little Rhonda. And then like I wasn't even that little. I was like 17. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, hey guys, when it was over, like I was like, "Oh, Hi. Wow, I'm awake now. And then my one of my friends was like, oh, hey, you guys want to watch Pride and Prejudice now? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. After just, like, listening to Saw, basically. I was right. Like, I can't look. Yeah. <laughs> um, which makes me wonder now, like, I think both of us now would consider ourselves like horror connoisseurs. A so little, I wonder, yeah. Like, yeah. What exactly changed? Yeah. <laughs> Do, you think? Do you think it's like something different about horror movies now, or is it something that's different about us? I think I always was fascinated with the storytelling uh-huh. through horror, and yeah. I was almost disappointed in my lack of ability to to handle it. So now that I'm like. I'm 20 years older than I was when I was an 8-year-old trying to watch this. So, like, my self-regulation has has improved. Sure, yeah. So I'm now able to say, well, no, you're not going to, like, Freddy isn't going to come after you just because you watched his movie. Right. Um, He'll probably, like, be happy with you, so you wouldn't get killed. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, my self-regulation improved. I've never seen Chucky. Oh right. yeah, I we're gonna have to see the new one with um yeah no, <laughs> but it has uh, whatever her name is. Um, Wait, were you talking about Chucky just now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it has or well, it's called Child's Play, right? That one. Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. That's her name. I was like, what's oh, her name? Yeah, she yeah, plays yeah. the mom. Oh, she's great. But what you were just saying about uh like. As adults, we're better at self-regulating. Yeah, totally. <laughs> than children are, which is as it should be. It's yeah. developmentally appropriate for sure. late twenties and early thirties adults sure. to be self-regulating. And I have um, my toolkit. It doesn't come easy to me. I still have to like work on it. But... Yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah. Um, but I um, am also kind of fascinated about like the the psychology behind yeah. horror movies about like why we choose to watch them. Sure, you know what what kind of, like, need is, like, watching something that you know is going to scare you. Like, what right. purpose does that serve? Yeah. Um, so I, of course, you know, did a little research. And this is, like, you guys, this is, like, the only, probably one of the only times during this episode that I'm going to pull out some research Love and talk about it. The rest of our show notes is literally just a list of recommendations. So Give me don't that worry. search. Um, but I found this really interesting article on Ooh. Forbes. Um, 
that basically um, talks about why we why we crave scary movies. Like, cool. what is it about the psychology? Um, and so, uh, who is the author of this article? It is David DeSalvo for Forbes. Hey, David. Forbes Magazine. So he says, like, basically, it's um, the controlled environment theory, which says that, um, this is a direct quote, when we watch scary movies, we are intentionally triggering our fight or flight response uh-huh. in an environment where we control the variables. Cool. This theory is similar to the thinking behind exposure therapy, uh-huh. sometimes used to treat phobias. Sure. So the more we experience anxiety triggers in a controlled way, the more we're able to deal with our anxiety responses in the real world. Fascinating. Yeah. And I think that maybe it's related to why, like, at least in our experience as adults, we connect we connect with horror now uh-huh. way more than we did as children. Yeah. And it's because as adults, you like you have fears that are related to the real world. Right. So you want to escape into something mm-hmm. where your fears are not related to yeah. the real world. That's um, uh, something that I have read about, like, zombie movies in particular, which I absolutely love uh-huh. zombie movies. Uh-huh. Um, that's so funny, because I, like... Um, when I was, like, really getting into zombie movies, like, in my early 20s, uh-huh. my brother was, like, he like recommended that I play um this video game that's I forget what it was I think it's called Dead Rising. Uh-huh. He recommended that I play it because he's like, Rhonda, you love zombies. You would love this yeah. game. I was like, I do not love zombies. I, Quite the opposite. I do not. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. I just think we should be prepared. But <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, yeah. but like something that I've read about zombie movies is that it's it's appealing to us, or really like any kind of post-apocalyptic, like, wasteland horror kind of uh-huh. situation. It's appealing to us because in that kind of a world, it's all about, like, survival mode. Yeah. Like, yeah. you, you know, you might have, like undead creatures that are trying to eat your brain, but you don't have to pay rent. Sure. And you don't have to go to work. No. And you don't have to, you know, there might be, like, some relationship issues going on, but it's not like that's going to take the forefront. You're just worried about surviving. Absolutely. (laughs) And it is, like, a kind of weird escapism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really interesting psychology there. Um, Yeah. That's fascinating. Um. Yeah. Wow. As someone who kind of works with individuals sometimes on working through either challenging behavior or whatever it may be as they define it for themselves, I find that fascinating that we set ourselves up like, I want to be scared now Mm -hmm. or I want to learn how to handle fear because it's almost us like being behavior therapists for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, look. I'm kind of scared of this, so I'm going to just approach right. it. That's And it is a catharsis, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's, it's a similar idea to, like, why you want to watch, like, a tearjerker movie. Yes. Like, you know, a movie, you know, like... Yeah. I don't... I can't even... I know. I, I really don't enjoy movies like that. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to think of one that's, like, not going to be a joke, like, Walk to Remember. Right. <laughs> um, like, I know Coco just got me that. It is the same, bad. like, yeah. oh, Coco. Coco, yeah. I was, like, sobbing on but my... But it is yeah. that same kind of, like, it's 
it's a way for you to like get these very real emotions and urges like yeah. out of your system yeah. without having to have like real world consequences for it. Totally. So, yeah. And I mean, that's really what all good storytelling should be about, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a way for us to experience the world and learn about the world. Yeah. And, and our own emotions without real world stakes getting mm-hmm. in the way. Mm-hmm. Just fake stakes. <laughs> Buffy. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm just remembering that. I used to work in indie theater in Hollywood, and I was actually called the blood tech. And I had to, I forgot all about this. There were some new, like, satire horror musicals being put on. And I would, at, like, these little indie theaters, um, and I would be in charge of mixing and preparing the different types of fake blood that were used on the different props. So I, and there were so many of them that I got my own title because, like, this person needed blood made out of, like, cornstarch and some food coloring, and oh, this person okay. needed it out of something else. Because um, people were, like, gluten-free or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was really fun. Oh, what if you... Oh, what if... It, okay, so this is something I'm wondering about. So, like, if a person, you know, has, you know, has dietary restrictions that, you know, they have yeah. to eat gluten-free, yeah. um, and then they become a vampire, then Shoot. would that vampire... Like, only be able to drink blood from people who eat a gluten-free diet? Ooh, that's a legal nightmare. Yeah, How could you ever tell? (laughs) If you were running, like, a daycare for children, vampires, zombies, Uh vampires is what we're talking about. Um, Undead children. Undead children. One of my biggest fears. How would I ever know if it was a gluten-free blood in this child? Well, and then, like, peanut allergies is, like, a whole other issue. I had better never become a caretaker for vampire I, children. Yeah. I'll take Just, that off my job. Um, <laughs> take search. that off your Indeed alerts. I know. Gosh. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> well, do you want to um, do you want to talk about uh, the movie that? inspired us to make this episode you mean the movie that you introduced me to when i said i'm too scared to see that and you said no you said you have to go see this because it's a masterpiece and then we saw it and i agree wholeheartedly yes let's talk about that movie okay so the movie we're talking about is greta just kidding just kidding (laughs) we saw that one too and it's really really it's it's amazing but um so the movie we're talking about is jordan peele's us pause this right now and, and go, go see it. it it's like we're recording it's like 7 40 p.m you have time to get there so go yeah yes. well and i mean you're not going to be listening to this at 7 40 p.m i mean i don't think that's how podcasts work this is being you broadcast i just went to a conference for like nine hours my brain is is real smart right now yes <laughs> professor smart brain hey um <laughs> oh jordan so, yeah so let's talk about us You haven't seen Get Out, have you? No, I haven't. You haven't. Okay. I was saving it um, for a day when I wouldn't fall asleep because I, like, fall asleep at Uh movies all the time. Sure, sure. Um, But I really want to see it. Yeah. I'm trying to peel. You need to see Get Out. Oh, my gosh. Um, But Us is incredible. So I think that Jordan Peele is a filmmaker who 
at least with these two films that he's done so far, um, really kind of plays into that, what we were discussing earlier about kind of like real world fears manifesting as like these kind of horror situations. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and well, in both Get Out and in Us, it's about like real societal, yeah, you know, like cultural fears, absolutely. Um, and I mean, we can talk about Get Out a little bit, but I don't want to spoil too much for you. If you I haven't know, seen it. I know what happened. Okay, because um, I, I did like so much reading about Jordan Peele after we oh, saw okay. Us. I was like, he's a genius. <laughs> he is. He's incredible. So come on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, please. Oh. Um, but with us, especially, I think that um, it uh, it really kind of tackles these like like so many issues, like societal issues, yeah. but also issues of like personal identity mm-hmm. and um, kind of you know, personal growth and personal journey in a very, like, extremely frightening way. Yeah, it also handles, like, um, child trauma and how you develop after a deeply traumatic experience. Like, so brilliant psychologically. Oh, my goodness. Um, We didn't give a spoiler warning, should we? Shoot. Okay. So we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about, like, major plot points in Us. Yeah, so pause it. And really do go see it. Even if it's not 7.40, wherever you are. You should still go <laughs> see that. 7.40 a.m. You should, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, it's just, okay. So I wrote a blog post about it because that's just how I process, yeah. like, yeah. you know, big feelings about great works of literature. Yeah. Um, and in my blog post, I wrote about, um, like, different works of classic literature that I see ver- very strong connections to elements yeah. in us. So, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, like, what we do on the podcast all the time. You did secret research. <laughs> this is me <laughs> calling out Rhonda for doing secret research for our podcast. Secret research. <laughs> um, so I'll just talk about this briefly, and then you can talk about your... Oh, unless you, you want right, to... Okay. You go right ahead. Um, so the work that I felt really, like, that I immediately was like, oh, this book definitely like is connected to us was the scarlet letter Ooh, yes so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um and it's at first it was purely just because the tethered wear red suits and i was like oh scarlet jumpsuit scarlet letter um but but the scarlet letter is is also kind of a, a deconstruction of American society mm-hmm. in the same way that us mm-hmm. is. It's a commentary on how, how like, society at large or, you know, those who are in privileged positions in society, how we treat the other. Right. And how, yeah. how we ostracize and yeah. dehumanize. Yeah the people who are not in our, like, 
you know, they're not in our group. You sure. can't sit with us. Sure. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also just because of like the very strong visual choices of mm-hmm. having like the tethered in there, you know, and especially red in her red jumpsuit mm-hmm. and Hester with her bright red A. Yeah. But they, that both of those things are intended to be symbols of that ostracization and yeah. of that mm-hmm. otherness but both of those clothing choices are reappropriated by the people who are wearing them yeah to be like a proud symbol like hester wears her a proudly and she's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what come what? at me yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's the same thing with red and i i did not expect to feel like the first time i saw the us i did not expect to feel like such an affinity for red mm-hmm. because like we're like I'm like I'm not her sure I have you know sure I'm you know coming from a place of privilege I don't have you know yeah. like her yeah. you know oppression but I felt like I don't know it was just like yeah. that's you know totally I feel like that's who are we we're supposed to connect with rather than totally. with Adelaide yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I felt kind of the same way. Um, yeah, that's, I think, I haven't even really processed all of my emotions. I love, um, well, first of all, I love that I looked this up, that Jordan Peele provided some vocalizations for one of the rabbits in yeah. Us to kind of do a sneak so cameo. Oh he, like, gosh. did some rabbit sounds. He also has a vocal cameo in Get Out. Oh yeah, yeah. I want. I was waiting for Chelsea Peretti to walk by oh his lovely God. wife, but didn't her. get that wish. Um, um, yeah. The other work that I really, really connected with us was Frankenstein. Ooh, the relationship between Frankenstein and the creature. Yeah. Is reflected in the relationship between Adelaide and Red. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That kind of like, like inextricable bond yet mutual hatred. Right. It's very reflective in that. Another thing that I thought of with us that you mentioned earlier was um, I had never, I was reflecting on this, I had never seen a horror movie that was well acted either. And Lupita kills it. She, yeah. She is. And so I mean, past and future Academy Award winner Lupita yeah, Nyong'o. <laughs> she like, I mean, she's so good. Everyone else does a phenomenal job as well, but Lupita Nyong'o is just phenomenal, and mm-hmm. she makes such a clear distinction between the two yes. characters. And she like watching her eyes in that movie. Not only like just when they're being compassionate and when they're be- just. It's a masterclass in acting. Mm-hmm. I think that she is just phenomenal. Um, so I, yeah, I th- it made it scarier though because every other mo- scary movie I'd ever, I had ever seen was like Final Destination Two, <laughs> where sorry guys, but just take like not great actors. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I think there, like, there is. I mean, for so long there was this kind of expectation of horror movies that they were going to be just, like, cheesy and campy. Yeah. And, you know, like, people who go to see horror movies, they really just want, like, 
you know, the jump scares or they want like the slasher, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it's like, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure that there, there have been well-made horror movies in maybe like the eighties and nineties, but ones that I've really noticed have just been within maybe the past, um, like decade or so. Yeah. Um, Well, actually one, uh, like older horror movie. That is, like, one of my favorite movies ever is Alien. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's, like... I mean, it's definitely a horror movie, but I think, like, a lot of people think of it as more of a sci-fi, but... Right. But it's... Yeah, it's a yeah. horror movie. And it's, there was... Yeah. And there it also was... has a strong female protagonist. Hey! So. I, I, <laughs> I feel like... I kind of think of the timeline as, like, the Hitchcock, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Those cinematog... Well shot, beautifully. <laughs> like the director of photography is just incredible. Everything is beautiful, and then we do get get these kind of weird eras where like everything canoes fine, right? Like, what are we even doing? Sleepaway camp. What? What happened? Um, and then I think Jordan Peele is kind of steering us back to that, like yeah, beautifully hopefully. shot. Like there was when there. When they're walking to the beach for the first time in Us, and you That's see their sha- shot, yeah, yeah, you see those shadows mm-hmm. on the ground. I, when we saw it together, I like turned to you. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Because <laughs> I was kind of guessing that there was gonna be some sort of a. Well, I had seen the freaking trailer, but uh-huh. like, I, I just thought that was such a great foreshadowing with shadows. Shadows. Ooh, she's. Oh, and when she's telling the story about the girl and her shadow. Yes. Yeah. I need to see it, like, four more times. Yes, you do. And also the commentary. Right. Like, (laughs) I think we should go right now. Uh, Yes. Um, Let's go. The commentary. See you later, guys. We'll be back in two hours. We'll be back. Um, Gosh, I'm terrified after we just watched that again. Don't you? (laughs) Like, it's been, it was two hours ago that we started this. Sorry for the two hours of dead space. We had to cut that out. Cool. Um, I also loved the commentary the first time that they go into the haunted house. It is about Native Americans, and it's deeply problematic, and I loved that was just so on theme for the themes Mm -hmm. in the movie, and I I loved that piece. Yes, like a deeply problematic decade. Deeply, which was then used to discuss how deeply problematic things still are. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was so cool. It's just like, most of it is just like below the surface. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's like one of the big themes in Get Out as well. Mm -hmm. That, you know, of what's, you know, there's this like, nice, you know, veneer of, like, equality, Uh but underneath that, no, like, people still have these deeply rooted prejudices. Yep. Yeah. That's fun. Um. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then just kind of the idea that with that um, Native American problematic um, House of Mirrors, it just gets painted over to become something different Mm. so we decide that it's it's, no longer a problem but someone still has those thoughts you like yeah Yeah. you can't just paint over it um (laughs) i feel like we could talk about us for For an entire episode and maybe we should at some point do a whole episode on us um but do you want to talk about greta because oh yeah (laughs) oh boy this was fun. This was, I loved this because 
when we saw it. This is another one. We saw it together, <laughs> and we were sitting in the back row. We have the best audience. I think yeah. it was. I think it was like opening weekend because the yeah. theater was pretty full. And by the end of it, I had never said a word to the woman who sat next to me. But by the end of it, she and I were screaming at the, the- at the screen together, and like had formed this camaraderie. And then when the movie was over, she left and I left, and we never said anything. Yeah. But Greta united us. That's the magic <laughs> of a really good theater audience. Oh my I think. goodness! It was <laughs> Greta. Greta. Um, oh my yeah, goodness. I don't even like. It's so. <laughs> it's such a like. It's such a. I mean, it's a. It's a really interesting story premise. I think. Yeah. But it, yeah, which like it could. Oh. He, um, it could have gone like, I don't know. I feel like it could have gone a different way and been a completely different movie. Sure. So <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it, just like a, a brief a overview recap. is that we have this woman who's living in New York City and like working as a waitress and she and finds... she lives in a beautiful penthouse on a waitress's. Yes. Well, they do explain that she lives with her friend who has like her dad's money so like okay whatever sure but still oh my goodness um (laughs) and all the friend does is do yoga all day as Mm -hmm. far as i could tell and then they right (laughs) and then they find this bag and they want to return it right Mm -hmm. because you find a bag on the subway so to any young girls listening to this if you find a bag and know the address where it belongs don't go there just mail it don't 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 like walk up and knock on the door and then if it's an older woman don't like decide you're gonna be like her new best friend (laughs) an older woman with a possibly fake french accent yeah we're yeah who possibly like (laughs) has a whole lot of other fake things going it's yeah 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 i still find like aspects of greta like really troubling yeah but like not in a self-aware like not in like ways that the movie itself is aware of sure like greta clearly has mental illness yes that we don't talk and about it's never really no. like addressed she's clearly except except in the way that makes her the villain and to kind of sensationalize right. the idea of yeah. mental health. Yeah, totally. And there's also, like, her... Is it her her daughter mm-hmm. that they talk about? Mm-hmm. Who, who possibly um, committed suicide? Right. Or was that yeah. ever actually stated? Or I think it I was... It's been a little while. I but. think it was hinted at because... Of the mother, the way that she was treated, yeah, which right. again links back uh-huh. to mental health concerns mm-hmm. that are not being addressed and are just kind of out there. Um, yeah, I also I think it's also pretty problematic, um, just how, um, how this young woman is treated when she says, I need help, this person mm-hmm. is. Like attacking me. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's New uh-huh. York. You're fine. It's right. it's fine. Believe women, you guys. Mm-hmm. If we haven't said it enough, believe women, right? Yeah, that whole sequence where she's working at this restaurant and yeah. like she sees Greta standing on the street 
Yeah. Like, across the street. For, like, hours. For, yeah. Like, it's, like, broad daylight when she first sees her. By the time she gets off her shift, it's dark. Yeah. And Greta's still there. Still there. And, yeah, and then, like, the police officer comes and, like, takes her report or whatever, but then he's like, I can't really do anything. Which, I mean, is, you know, technically true. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. But police can also, like, (laughs) escort people home and make sure that, yeah, that was troubling. I also, like, just a lot of things Mm -hmm. about (laughs) this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's There's a lot of things. Or, like... Or when, okay, so, like, at the very end, when they, like, when they, like, get her into the trunk, and then they just sit down. They're like, right oh, I feel it. better. It's like, better. Thank goodness. No, guys. It's better. Like, get out of there. Good what thing you, we survived that's like that one. the like, sight of your trauma. You Why do you want to stay there? You gotta leave, you guys. Oh, yeah. or how, <laughs> when she is in the, when the girl is in the, the trunk, um, her best friend and her dad are both like, she's on vacation uh-huh. for like two months, uh-huh. and no one ever like tries to figure out like call her uh-huh. or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. We obviously have yeah feelings about that. It's a funny. Um, it is a funny phenomenon to be talking about this right after us, which was uh-huh. so beautifully written. And then Greta. No offense to the Greta writers. But, you know, we Different. saw, we saw these movies were released, like, yeah. I think just like a week or two apart. So weird. And I think like Captain Marvel was in between. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and we saw them, yeah. you know, pretty close together. So I feel like they're always going to be like inextricably linked in my mind. Yeah. As like Greta is like a good palate cleanser before you watch us. Before you like, like yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Um so you know, if you're looking for a good like double feature, Greta and us. Greta and us. Um but yeah, watch Greta first because if you watch it after us, you're just gonna be like, what's like, even the point? What am I even doing right yeah. now? Where's Jordan Peel? <laughs> um uh another movie that has come out this year that I really enjoyed um, was Happy Death Day to You. And it's the number two. Because it's the second one. And the letter U in the title. You guys. (laughs) Which is so ridiculous. Um, So I did not enjoy the second one as much as the first one. Um, I think just because the second one tried to, like, do too much. It tried to, like, over explain uh, okay. and lost a little bit of the like like self awareness and the kind of like uh huh the first one was kind of like yeah we know this is dumb <laughs> but we're just gonna roll with it because it's fun and the second one I felt like lost a little bit of that okay. but it was still pretty fun remind um, me of the premise of that yeah one. so in in the first Happy Death Day uh-huh. um this girl um it's it's basically Groundhog Day. Okay. You've seen Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, um, So she wakes up um, on her birthday, and she's in uh, this guy's dorm room that she has never met before, and she's oh. like, oh, I wonder what happened. And so okay. she, ha- so she like, leaves, and it's her birthday. I said that right. Yeah. It's her birthday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So she, like, goes through her whole day, and then she goes to this party, like, at her sorority house. Yeah. Uh, but then she kind of, like, wanders away from the party, and she gets murdered. Um, but oh. then she wakes up, 
and it's the oh, same day okay. again. And okay. so it keeps repeating, like, she keeps going through the same day and getting killed by the same person and waking up again. And so oh. she has to, like, go through this whole thing where she has to convince her friends of what's actually going yeah. on so that they can help her, like, basically solve her own murder. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's what the first one is. Um, actually, kind of similar to Russian Doll. Have you watched that yet? Not yet, but oh, I want yeah, you, to. You need to watch that. Yeah. Um, so then in the second one, what happens is that... Um, what So, like, at the end of the first movie, she, like... Um, she ends up, like, getting together with the guy whose dorm room she woke up in. Sure. Because <laughs> he sure. turns out to be, like, a super nice guy. Aww, and he helps her and stuff. Yeah. Um, so in the second one, one of his friends, um, like, the same thing happens to him a yeah. couple of times. But then he figures out, so he's, like, a student in the, like, physics department at the university. Uh-huh. So they've been playing around with this, like... I don't know, some kind of time travel thing Ooh. that they're, I don't, or like, I don't know, like quantum. Quantum. <laughs> it's the quantum realm. <laughs> like in, nice. Like in, uh, yeah. Like in Ant-Man. Um, so, <laughs> or when Corey or Matthews studies quantum mechanics in Boy yes. Meets World. Yeah, because he signed up for too many hard classes. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, but then, like, it's it was like some experiment of theirs yeah. that caused the first movie to happen. Oh. So it was like something that, yeah. Um, which I kind of like, and like a little disappointed that they explained yeah. how it was happening because uh-huh. it kind of takes away a little sure. bit. Um, so like it starts happening to him. He figures it out like pretty quickly though. And yeah. he, I forget what he does, but he like does something and it makes it start happening to the first girl again. And she's like, what? Not again? No. Not again. <laughs> so she has to, like, basically, like, do the whole thing again. Only it's not the same person killing her this time. Oh, heck. Yeah. Come so, on, dude whose bed I yeah. woke up in. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. So, like, both of these movies, I think, are really fun because they are, like, you do have that element of, like, Groundhog Day where... You know, like, she's the only one who knows that her day is repeating. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, so she knows, like, when the sprinklers are going to turn on. And she's like, oh, sprinklers. Oh, sprinkler. And she knows, you know, like, when, like, uh, you know, like, when a car is going to, mm. like, plow through the crosswalk. So she saves a guy and stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. that kind that of stuff. stuff. Um, so that's really fun. But then you also have, like the element of, like, a slasher horror movie Uh with a blonde girl running away from a murderer in a scary mask with a knife. I bet she's not wearing much clothing, is she? Um, she, well, the first time she wasn't, but, like, subsequently she's wearing, like, practical clothing. Okay. Yeah. So think of, like, the, I swear that's where they got the idea for the undie run, is these horror movies, because that's not, like, a big thing campuses do, but it really, like, it starts out, I feel like, in horror movies, these women are always just, like... I'm in my underwear. I gotta because go. This is just what I wear. Yeah. All the time. Thanks, movie producers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like that. Okay. And she actually like, I I am totally blanking on what her name is, so it must not be that horrible. But I like y- you like root for her because like at the sure. beginning she is. You do see that she is kind of like a, you know, like 
stereotypical movie, like, yeah. snotty sorority girl yeah, kind of yeah, character. Yeah. But, like, you do end up rooting for her. Because sure. she is, like, she's very, like, smart. And she's funny. And yeah. she's resourceful. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, obviously, like, grows through her traumatic experience. Oh, that's nice. Usually... And becomes a good person. Aww. Usually um... women in horror movies, we don't get to grow that much. Yeah. She's, like, an actual character. Aw, good. Yeah. It's great. Um, so definitely recommend those. Good. Uh, to... Oh, goodness. My favorite. So first of all, the next one on our list is Pet Cemetery, <laughs> And I want you, our listener, to take a good hard look at the cat in that. It is identical to the cat that I live with at home. Oh, no. And I felt such a bizarre <laughs> sense of pride watching my cat. My cat could have been a movie star, you guys. Because he is identical to this cat. Um, so... Pet Cemetery. first of all, disclaimer, the original and a little bit toned down, but still in existence, Pet Cemetery is pretty problematic with mm. some Native American, um, uh-huh. like, tribalism and the stu- this idea that, like, there's that magic that's then gonna, like, be an issue to the other, to communities. It's... It's problematic, and I'm not explaining it very well, but it it is. It's there, um, and like Indian burial ground, kind yeah, of stuff. okay, totally. Yeah. So, um, just it's almost like our entire country is built on an Indian burial yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, because it is. Because it is, you guys. Um, so I just had to have that disclaimer. But mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery is. Ridiculous. Based on Stephen King. Uh-huh. Which is shocking. Yeah. Because. Apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently uh, it was, like, really good. Oh, because Pet Cemetery kind of feels like a made-for-TV movie that <laughs> that got greenlit into a theatrical release. Oh. It's really bad. It's very, the cast is very white. Oh. <laughs> There's not a lot, like, Meaning, I shouldn't even say meaning, no offense to the actors, but they're, I mean, the performances, except the little girl is great. The little girl who has to... Man, scary little girls in yeah, movies? Or... She kind of, she has a big curse. psychological <laughs> thing she has to do, and she's great, but, like, Pet Cemetery is basically, they move to the countryside from Boston because they're stressed out, and the dad's a doctor, and he has to relax from the hard city life, so they move to, like... <laughs> I don't know, some suburb, and um, it's supposed to be more relaxed, but then they start getting haunted uh-huh. by these these buried things, uh-huh. um, and there's some stuff in there about, like, an other world, and they have to, like... Like the Upside Down, like, on A little, things. yeah, they, like, like, the cat dies from a semi-truck, and then they have to go... Um, their creepy neighbor shows them how to bury him. Bury the cat in this, like... Oh, I love creepy neighbors. They're great. Um, I have 12 of them, so <laughs> if you ever want to come over. Um, he show, The neighbor shows them a place to bury the cat, and then the cat comes back to life. Oh, jeez. 
but it's like a zombie cat because it has uh-huh. some poor little guy has like fake blood smeared all <laughs> over his little coat and he, he looks very upset about it but also kind of like hey guys oh, is, he, is he like a zombie cat uh-huh and, like the zombie rats in 28 days later precisely and this cat this cat's the best kitty actor i've ever seen he's grumpy as all heck and he is just yeah it's great so then eventually spoilers the little the girl dies and the dad has to bury her in the same place he buried the cat and then and she comes back mm -hmm. as an undead thing and then he has to basically learn how to parent a zombie cool so it's like the monkey's paw a little! Yeah, it's, it has okay. those yeah, elements yeah. to it. Um, Which, by the way, is Jordan Peele's production company. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so Pet Cemetery definitely feels like something that, that Fox would have created <laughs> because it needed programming. Um, oh, Fox. I saw it on a Monday at 11 a.m. because <laughs> I needed to. Probably, like, the best time to see a movie it was that's really going good. to scare you is, like... Yeah. And it's, like, broad daylight outside. And I am the scaredest of all the scaredy cats, and I did not jump once. Oh. So it's a safe one if you're like me. Anyway, what else do we got on that list? Um, movies that have come out in 2019. Ooh. Um, yeah, so we have those four, and then, um, a couple that I have, well, there's one coming up next month called Ma. Yes! Starring Octavia Spencer. Yes! And I love her I so love her. much. And she looks terrifying. Yeah! In this movie, so... I might be saying that one, I don't know. That's another situation go. where... I saw the trailer and I saw her um, performance and I was like, oh, I'm going to see this yeah. because she can act really, really, really yes. well. So, but yeah. that, like, almost, that makes it scarier, though. Right. When it's, when it's a good actor, it's, yeah. they, like, convince you. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit, I'm also able to handle scary movies if they're like a psychological thing because I'm so fascinated with the brain mm-hmm. and with her it's such an issue seemingly I haven't seen it but it seems like an issue of like obsession yeah. and like that psychological journey so I think as a student of psychology I'd be able to get over my like fear to okay, see it sure. you know um yeah yeah um <laughs> do you, oh uh well, we were going to talk a little bit about our, like, favorite horror movie tropes. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, And I, you know, I mean, every genre uses tropes. Sure. Uh, but I think sure. horror especially, mm-hmm. like, really lends itself yeah. to that. Because there, this is a genre where people, like, kind of like romantic comedy, mm-hmm. where, like, people who are fans of the genre have very like particular expectations going into it. Yeah. They're expecting that they're going to be scared, basically. Right. Um yeah. and so like there are certain um we can look at our list here of horror movie tropes. Um so there's tons and tons of oh tropes. If you go we can put a link to the yeah. the TV tropes dot com yeah. or dot org. excuse me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I also think that there's something to be said of 
we we know we have like two and a half hours to make this movie. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time to establish character sure, if sure. we want to be like scary and have the time. Right. So we have to give you a character that you kind of know. Right. You know, exactly. so you get you get yeah. those characters. And yeah, and I think in that way, like I forget who I was just talking to someone about this, or maybe it was just like in my head. Um, <laughs> um but like kind of the idea. Of, like, when you have, like, a movie where the characters are, um, are, like, are not real characters. Oh, no, I was listening to, um, a discussion of Garden State. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget what, it was a podcast, but I forget which one. But they were talking about how, um, like, Natalie Portman's character in that movie is like not a real person. Sure. She's a manic pixie dream girl and she yes. is really more like a symbol than uh-huh. a character. Yeah. And I think that like in the context of that movie that was very badly done. But I uh-huh. think that that idea of having a character in a story be like symbolic or representative of something larger. Yeah. And not you know, a real person. I think that that is like a legitimate way sure. to tell a story. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I was thinking about like, like the earliest, you know, like folk tales, fairy tales, mm-hmm. uh, you know, c- could be like very frightening at the time. Like if you yes. read like some of like the grim fairy tales, yeah. they're like terrifying. Sure. And the characters in those stories are often like, you know, because it's a fairy tale, they're very simplistic and it's yeah. very like one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like you were saying, like this character needs to be someone that you already know. Yeah. You can't spend that much time getting yeah. to know them. You need to know what they are and like what they're about right away so that you know like where you stand with this character. Yes, totally. And that's totally what a lot of horror movies do. I think yeah. you're, you know, you absolutely, like, hit it right on the money. Like, that's, you know, because we have these expectations going mm-hmm. into horror movies. Yeah. It's just, like, kind of a shorthand to use this yeah. trope mm-hmm. to you to tell you something about the character or yeah. about, you know, the story that you're about to see. Totally. Um, yeah. But I think one of my favorite horror movie tropes is The Final Girl. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Um, so that's the idea that, like, at the end of a slasher movie, there's one girl who survives. Yes! So, like... <laughs> yes! I do know what that is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, Allie Larder in Final Destination. Yes. <laughs> Whose name is Clear Rivers, by the way. That's that Clear? character name. Yeah. That was Claire. On the Wikipedia and something it else, it says clear. Oh, I always just thought they were saying clear. It says cl- oh, I know I did so too, funny. and then I it was like <laughs> clear river. It was like oh, oh is, she, is it because she exposes the truth? So she's clear. She's clear. Oh and my she's gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Allie Larder. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being in Legally Blonde, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, love it. Um. What are your favorite horror movie tropes? <laughs> my some of my favorite. Hmm. Let me. You know, look at them. Yeah. Yeah. This is a huge list. <laughs> I. 
These are not titles. <laughs> I keep thinking that they are. Um, oh, there's Undead Child. Undead Child. That. We talked about that. <laughs> I love, like, Don't Go in the Woods. I am a little bit um, fascinated. Like, whenever I'm stressed, I go for a hike in the woods. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this whole feeling of, like, being in nature and in that silence. And then using that for a horror movie is just, mm-hmm. like... I think that's so cool. And you can do so much with symbolism. You, you can do so much with, like, sound and, like, like light and shadow and just mm-hmm. – and not really feeling like – it's a good way to enter into a paranormal. Like, if you're going from, um, like, our world into, like – like a pan's labyrinth, like into a fantasy. Yeah, like it's a, a fairy tale. Yeah. It's very much like mm-hmm. goes back to like a fairy tale setting, like Hansel yeah. and Gretel is in the forest. Snow White runs into the forest yeah. to escape Which, the evil stepmother. Yeah. Right. And that had its own, um, like back in the day when like original. Um, these folk stories were being told, like, that was very much, let's include the woods so people won't go in there. Mm-hmm. So I just love that historical um, aspect as well. I think that's one of my very favorite. I'm actually writing a little theater piece that involves Ooh. kind of something similar. Um and then, I mean, everyone loves um, this whole the end or is it feeling also <laughs> of, like, like in Carrie when, like, right. her hand reaches up. Um, Where it, like, looks like everything's all fine uh-huh. and hunky-dory, but then. Yeah. Or yeah. even, like, in Stranger Things when that happens. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> um, just a bunch of that whole thing, like, and I, I, I always appreciate how it's it's never until the last, like, two minutes. And then right. you see the thing, and then it ends. It's like, like um, uh, well, The Ring is like that. Yes. Um, which we can talk a little bit about The Ring, Ugh. too. But also, um, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, my <laughs> goodness! I've only seen the, um, so the jacket of it in, like, um, yeah, yeah, it's, like, about as ridiculous as Greta, but, like, okay. even lower production quality. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, a, that's I recommend that one for you especially, Erin, sure. but also sure. for any listeners who want <laughs> to watch a horror movie that's so bad that it's good. Um, Love it. <laughs> that's on there. Um, yeah. Um, oh, you wrote you wrote something really interesting in our bare bones oh, yeah. show notes here about the difference in reading a horror Ooh. novel versus yeah. watching a horror movie. Sure. So what are your thoughts on that? I was, um, I forgot I wrote that note, but yeah, <laughs> I think something in your mind is so much scarier mm. when, like, than when you're seeing it already realized because you're you can kind of conceive of all of the properties of something that you're watching on a television. But if you're reading about it and it's up to your brain to imagine something scary, I think we do more with words than we do sometimes with an already clearly defined story. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about like how I was wondering if I think part of the reason I wrote that was I was wondering if Pet Cemetery the book would scare me. Oh. Or cuz the movie like wasn't it felt like it should be on an Animal Planet, but like <laughs> would the book scare me because of that feeling of like because your imagination mm-hmm. can go so much yeah. Yeah, yeah. different from totally. Yeah. And like yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, well have you ever read 
a horror novel? Oh, yeah. I have to stop immediately. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even, like, we read, like, oh, gosh, yeah, I, I had to stop. Um, I've only read, like, campy ones or, like, very short ones. I've read, like, I've, I guess Shirley I've, Jackson. Yeah, I, lo- I love her. You love her. Shirley I Jackson. I love myself some Shirley <laughs> have Jackson. Have you seen The Woman in Black? I haven't. I was, oh, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Yay! I was, yeah. ho- I was hoping so. I, I was really hoping it wouldn't be good because then I, I would be like, okay, I can't watch this then. <laughs> like, I gotta go. Right. Um, yeah, I just, um... I was, I'm a big, like, my mom's an English teacher, and we read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe oh, when I was sure, younger, sure. and those images in my head were, I mean, because Poe's kind of masterful, and yeah. Poe's a pretty good describer, um, and so... Faux Poe's Faux. <laughs> yes, but how do I get a career as a How do I have a, a career as a Poe? Oh, we, this isn't a career. I, I write technical manuals for a living. Yes, but... How do I get a career as a poet? <laughs> Extra points to anyone who knows what that's from. Email us at <laughs> popdnapodcast at gmail.com and tell us where that reference came from. We'll okay. email you back a, a gold star. Continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've only had access to reading short short stories that were scary. Um so I would actually like to try to read, like, a scarier, longer book and see if it... Because, like, like right now I'm reading Lord of the Rings. And right. Because we're, we're... Yeah. that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> and um, there are elements of that that, like, yeah. freak me out, you know? Yeah. Or, like, the eye of the world or whatever. Or, yeah. Um, we yeah, there's time. definitely, like, a lot of overlap between horror and fantasy. And yeah. it comes from that, like that basis in fairy tales yeah that a mm-hmm. lot of our modern horror kind of comes from I yeah think. absolutely but. and i think um yeah words are just uh, i mean i'm fascinated with words and i always feel a little bit like um yeah i'm just kind of a word nerd so i'm willing <laughs> to to bridge that gap a little more yeah but yeah um um a horror novel that I I don't read I like we were just talking about this earlier like I have like different tastes in movies than I have in books yeah totally like I don't read a lot of horror yeah um but I you know well like in very like discerning ways but uh-huh. I like horror movies yeah, um sure. but one uh, horror novel that I absolutely loved was The Girl with All the Gifts. Yes. Um, I think it's M.A. Carey is the author. Mm-hmm. So it is about zombies. Of all course, right. I love zombies. Yep. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's a very, very, like, unique, like, I'd never seen, like, this approach to zombies done before. Yeah. Um. And it's, yeah, it's just incredible. Like, it's, yeah. I, it was one of those that I, I like, I read the whole thing in one day and I had to just like sit Uh for like 30 minutes and be quiet. Yeah. And think about it. Cause it was so, yeah, it was, it's, it's like, (laughs) it, 
it's it's weird to describe a horror novel as beautiful, but it's it's beautiful. Okay. It's yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. Oh, uh, then so yeah, yeah, you should read it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that I think part of the reason I don't read much horror is because lead characters in books tend to be your like greatest companion for like a week or two. Yeah, you know, like you, you live get... with that yeah. character. And so yeah. to kind of inhabit that headspace of being scared, I th- mm-hmm. I don't think my brain would like that very much. <laughs> um but then in a movie like you're done in like two hours. And um, I also think like and this could just be like like peop you know, different personality types. Sure. Uh, like immerse differently in different media. Yeah. But I personally get far more immersed in a book. Like if I'm watching a movie, like, yeah, I empathize with the characters, but I like, I'm not really in that world. Yeah. I know for a lot of people, like it's kind of the opposite. Like they get really sure. immersed into a TV show or a movie yeah. and have a hard time connecting with books in that way. So like, yeah. I totally get it. But yeah, like I, and it seems like you're maybe kind of the same way that when you're yeah. reading a book, like you're in that world. Yeah. And so I can totally understand why, you know, you would stay away from certain genres yeah. of books. Yeah. If you know that it's going to like, you know, kind of take you to some psychological places that you don't want to go to. Yeah. Like, I totally get that. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to talk about our recommendations? We've already mentioned some. We've mentioned a bunch of them. Um, I think. But yeah, let's talk about let's talk about like horror movies that we think are really good. Okay. Um, so I mentioned Alien. Yes. That's my first recommendation. I think. Um, oh, I love the Hannibal series so freaking much. They're intense. They... They're freaking intense, yeah. man. But oh, I love Jodie Foster. Uh huh. Like I, I just Anthony Hopkins oh, rocks it so out. Creepy. He's so freaking creepy. And then there's the um, <laughs> television show too. That's amazing. Oh, okay. Um, both are. Really, really, really scary, uh-huh. but because of the psychological aspects and because of, like, the acting and everything, I was able to really, like, be super into them. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like best about Alien? Um, so, it is, like, I, you know, have figured out that my, like, my aesthetic in a movie is a badass lady who, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who kicks butt. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Beats up, you know, like, bad guys or, like, aliens or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, Sigourney Weaver, like, oh, Sigourney. Is, she's so amazing. Um, and I also am just, like, a huge sci-fi fan as well. So, uh-huh. to combine yeah. those two things. Yeah. Is, yeah, like, it's, Yeah. I, it's like in my top ten movies ever. Uh-huh. I think like um, it's great. Are there sequels to that? Or yes. Okay. So I there's so. Alien is the first one. Uh-huh. They okay. So Aliens is the second one. Very confusing because they just added an they S. They just added an the S in there. Um, <laughs> it's it's good as well. Okay. Um, and then and then I think the third one it is just called Alien Three. I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen that one because I heard it wasn't great. But then there's also a fourth one, um, Alien Insurrection. 
Okay. And I think I have seen that one, but it's been a long time, so I don't really remember. But Winona Ryder is in that one. Huh. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then there are others. So, like, Alien is also, like, I think it's, like, crossover or, like, in the same universe as the Predator I was going to say. Yeah, because uh-huh. they have Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's also um, Prometheus is also in the same, that same universe. Okay. But uh-huh. I haven't seen, I've seen, like, the first Predator, but I haven't seen any of the other, uh-huh. any uh-huh. of the other ones. Haven't either. Uh, they're they're like more. I mean, Alien has a lot of action, but I think Predator is more focused on the action, not so much on horror. Uh huh. Yeah. My action. dad really likes Predator a lot. Yeah. <laughs> action is one of those genres that I am just like uniquely not interested in. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's probably a few of them that I'll like. I. Yeah. That's so um, funny. That so like. I was reading this review of Endgame that was talking about, like, how typically in action movies, like, the scenes where, like, people are, like, just kind of interacting with each other mm-hmm. are, in a, in a typical action movie, you just try to get through those to get to the action scenes. Uh-huh. But movies in the MCU have kind of started to be the opposite. Like, you'd kind yes. of, like, get through the action scenes so you can get to the character scenes. Which is That's so absolutely like how I feel about it. Absolutely, <laughs> I was just as you were describing that. I was thinking about times when I've seen action movies because I wanted to go to the movies with like a significant other with friends, <laughs> and I zone out if that action move if that action section where like the cars are chasing and there's fire and who cares <laughs> it could last for like 30 minutes and by the end of it i've decided what i'm gonna do all weekend right. i've made plans i'm not paying attention but planning out what i'm gonna have for dinner <laughs> who cares it's a car on a road um again write to me about it i understand i might be wrong um but have you then- seen any of the born movies no i you you should try one of the the born identity is probably like the best okay them. that's the okay. first one okay but it like so it has a lot of action sequences like that uh-huh. but they're engaging somehow it I also has someone i can make fun of the whole time who tom cruise is he no. in that matt Who's damon he? oh i like him yeah. never mind <laughs> and julia styles oh okay yeah. i'll be there okay <laughs> um yeah i just i can't if your car is on fire pull over maybe my idea yeah stop the chase Mm -hmm. yeah um wait how did we get started talking about action movies um okay so yeah what else would you recommend okay um another one if you like alien you should also watch sunshine Ooh, what's that um so uh sunshine is also a space horror movie yeah, nice. so it's this crew who's on a uh, a mission to, um, so, uh, like, the sun is, like, going out. Like, Shoot, with who? <laughs> Matt Damon. Um, Aw, good for them! <laughs> but, yeah, it's so, it's, like, it's, like, dying, basically. Oh. So, this crew is sent on a ship to, like, like, drop, like, a nuclear bomb into the sun to, like, restart it. I would watch that. I don't know, like, how scientifically sound this is. Sure. But, okay. But that's just, like, the reason for why they're in space. Okay. So they, um, 
So there was a another crew like uh-huh. several years before uh-huh. who had gone on this mission, but they never came back, and oh. nobody knows like what happened to them. Shoot! Okay. But this crew that the movie's about mm-hmm. soon finds out what happened <gasps> to them. Intrigue. Yes, <laughs> and then like, uh, um, I don't know. I don't want to say a whole lot because yeah. if I start describing it it's going to sound super weird if you haven't been watching uh-huh. the movie up to uh-huh. then but basically um there's one guy who just like um like becomes like the villain and is it's kind of almost like a almost like a slasher thriller in space and this guy is just like going after everyone and like getting like really philosophical about the sun and he's like like (laughs) yeah and and by the end of it you're like shut up about the sun (laughs) shut up about the sun stop talking it's like really it's it's really really good it's really well done it's also the same um the same director and maybe the same writer or the other way around Uh as 28 days later Oh. Um, and also, um, if you've seen um, Ex Machina. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Uh, so the guy who wrote Sunshine directed Ex Machina. Cool. Okay. Or maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. I don't know. Alex Garland is. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. also directed um, Annihilation, which is another <gasps> one of my recommendations. So That's one of those ones <laughs> that, that I saw on the list that just made me eat my words about action. I love that movie. Yeah. That's well, it movie. actually action. doesn't have yeah. that much action. I mean, True. not like, you know, like fist bang uh-huh. boom kind of action. Like they're, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's more sci-fi. Oh, my gosh. It's Annihilation really good. is so good. It's, like, super weird. Yeah. And it's one of those that you have to, like, after you're done watching it, you have to, like, be like, wait, what did I... Wait, what happened? What did I just see? It's <laughs> also, happened? though, you love strong female leads, <laughs> yes. and there's, like, five of them yes. in there. They're really good. Absolutely. And it has our, our, favorite our favorite Gina Rodriguez. Oh, come on the Tessa podcast. Thompson. Ugh. And I love Natalie Portman, Well, too. yeah. She's... She's Absolutely. fantastic. She deserved better than Garden State. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, tell me about Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Cabin in the Woods is kind of, um, it's horror meets, so it's basically a simulation of. It's written by Joss Whedon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's our, very. Our favorite. It's <laughs> very Whedon. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like we were talking about that trope of the cool teenage friend group go to the woods to, like, party, and then uh-huh. everyone ends up dying. But oh, sweet. The, <laughs> the twist is that it's um, being orchestrated. So there are oh. zombies being launched at them from, like, this these underground labs. So it's like the game makers in the Hunger Games? Yes, exactly. Oh. With, like, with all of your favorite flavor of the week um, horror villains. So they're trying all sorts of different stuff and sending them to the, ah. the teens. Um, and I included it as like a horror movie instead of like a like a comedy or mm-hmm. a satire because it's it like does a meta, yeah, meta horror movie. Yeah, and like in the very beginning, you don't know that the, I just spoiled the whole thing, but you don't <laughs> you don't know that it's a simulator and you don't know any of that. You just see like it follows you down that same. We're five cool kids, and then... um, Well, and I think, like, the trailers 
were all like didn't reveal yep. any of that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. And then I'm forgetting so that it fooled a lot of people. Oh, I bet yeah. There are a lot of people who are really angry about it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't really get. In the same way, you get a cool payoff, but you don't get the same as, like, following it through to the last person surviving. Sure. You get that, but you also get kind of this, like, there's some weird comedy with it. And it's it's not maybe what you like wanted. comedy? Yeah. Um, and then I'm forgetting the name of it, but there's a um, video game that's very similar where you get to pick your own ending. You're one of the five, mm, like, like okay. teen friends or whatever, and then you decide how you're going to react to, like, different social scenarios, and then by the end, you find out who, like, survives the killer and who doesn't, oh, and you're like, it's like, choose your own adventure. <laughs> so, um... I just, I love, um, it comes back to the woods and it comes back to kind of social um, experimentation about behavior mm-hmm. and I'm all for it. Um, what else do you got on um, there? What else do I have? A Quiet Place oh, is another yeah. one um, written and directed by Jim Halpert. Um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, I think it's very, so my... Oh, I want to see that. My mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, my I my parents took me out to dinner last night for my birthday. Yay! And <laughs> happy death day birthday. Oh yes. Um, and they my so I was like telling my mom about like all these movies that she should go see because like that's what I do. Yeah. And she's like, you know what movie I really want to see is A Quiet Place. And I'm like, you haven't seen it yet? She's like, no. No. And she's like, do you think I would like it? Would it be too scary? I'm like, mom, no, I don't think it'd be too scary. Um, And I told her it, um, so she uh, really liked Signs, the Uh M. Night Shyamalan, Uh which like... I'm kind of ambivalent about it, but I was like, uh-huh. Mom, if you liked Signs, I think you'll like A Quiet Place. Because sure. I feel like that's kind of a, a good, kinda, like, okay. a good com- comparison there, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, A Quiet Place is, um, I I think it's, it was so, it was such, I had such a good theater experience with A Quiet Place. Yeah, sure. Because most of the movie is quiet <laughs> uh-huh it's like the buffy episode hush yes. where like the whole like mm-hmm. middle act has like no dialogue yeah um but like so like they communicate with each other obviously but like you know this is these are like creatures that hunt based on sound so we can't make sound Ooh, or you know yeah this, like alien creature will yeah come and kill you probably. sure um so like this family has figured out how to survive um, in this world, and as like as far as we can tell, they're the only ones. Like we don't see any other humans. Yeah. Um. But what's really interesting is that um the oldest daughter in the family um is is either like almost completely deaf, or she has like enough hearing loss that she has to use a hearing aid. Yeah. Um. And so she's like almost like like has an advantage over like most yes. other people I because she's used to a mm-hmm. world without sound. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. and so like her family, yeah. you know, because of, you know, how they've had to adapt to her, yeah. um, you know, like to her needs, they have figured out how to adapt to this world. Yeah. Um, so, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, I think like the most terrifying part from like Emily Blunt, 
is like amazing. So she's pregnant in the movie. Oh my goodness. And she goes into labor. (laughs) And that is like the most nerve wracking scene because you're like, you can't scream. No. You can't make noise while you're in labor. Yeah. And it's, it's also, yeah. I need to watch this. You need to watch this. Oh, yeah. she's a phenomenal actress. And I think what I is like something that's really effective about it is that you never really catch a really good look at the creatures, yes! the alien creatures. Totally. So, that's the key right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's there's something so much scarier about yeah. an unseen. Yeah. You know, an unseen monster yeah. and un cuz I don't know. Like, yeah. it's, the unknown is scarier uh-huh. than uh-huh. the known kind of a yeah. thing. Like, look at the yeah. village where you oh, see yeah. those weird pig-looking things and it's not scary at all anymore. <laughs> like, okay. the monster in the forest is just, like, some weird pig-looking whatever. It's not scary at all the second that you see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually really like the village i really like it too <laughs> i really like it too for different reasons yeah same same yeah same. yeah that's that's funny <laughs> but it was like terrifying like, i see like every single criticism of totally. the village like yeah that's yeah, true look at that i still like I still it i really like it yeah um and there's there's some things in there, again, I, I'm always going back to it. There's some things in there about disability awareness yes. that are problematic and yep. a little weird. Absolutely. Um, I feel like that was just, like, uh, like that was just movies for the longest I know, time. I know. That's just, I, yeah. One of my favorite, sp- uh, speaking about tropes, though, is that um, this, like, small town village where we have to keep everyone safe. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, like so, in the lottery. Yeah! Uh-huh. See? You're yeah. that in this, like, old world, um, I mean, really... closed off from the outside world. Yeah. And... and then you find out that they're not... Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, um, a book that I read... A few months ago that has that same kind of idea is um the forest of hands and teeth yes um yeah, and yeah. I, I think i told you about it uh-huh. I, I think i read it for a reader's group one time you did yeah yeah um, i made a note it's like <laughs> i gotta read that yeah so it's it's a zombie novel Heck surprise yeah. surprise um but it is that same kind of idea of like a village that has been so it's you know it's a zombie apocalypse but it's been like a hundred years yeah sure so everything's kind of gone back to this like almost like you know 19th century rural yeah lifestyle like this village is like completely self-sufficient you know they farm all their own food they make their cloth for their clothes Mm -hmm. but they have this giant fence surrounding the village yeah and zombies just kind of like wander around and like come up to the fence and they have like people who are assigned to the watch who have to like go out every day and kill the zombies that are on the fence and then you know just to make sure that they don't like pick the fence down but it's the same kind of thing as like the village or the lottery because Mm -hmm. it's this isolated little town that like everything seems you know to be 
like idyllic. I mean, besides the zombies, of course. Sure. Um, but uh, the main character um, over the course of the novel finds out that like the town elders are keeping some secrets. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're yeah. like the keepers of, you know, the knowledge. Right. That, you know, nobody else can know. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. great. And then, um, and then like, well, like the village, this doesn't happen in the lottery, but, but in the village when she eventually has to leave, um, the main character of this novel has to let go to the outside world. Um, yeah. And, you know, find out that, like, she was living a lie the entire time. Oh, my gosh. It's good. I wasn't intending to talk about that book, but But it just reminded me. Um, It's good. um, Let's talk about movies that are so bad they're good. Oh, my favorites. (laughs) We're trying not not to make this too long. Yeah. But but we can just... uh, So we've talked about um, Final Destination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I talked about Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> uh-huh. The Grudge. I have a funny story about The Grudge. So, yeah. um <laughs> So, I... This was, like, right around the time that I started thinking, like, oh, maybe I can watch scary movies and not be too scared. Because um, I had seen The Ring, and I, I loved The Ring. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, the, the Grudge came out, and... Um, well, it, the the grudge came out on DVD, and <laughs> and my cousin and I were like, "Oh, let's go rent the grudge from Blockbuster." No, don't do it. And then <laughs> it's too scary. So and then, but then we're like, "Oh, but after we watch the grudge, we're gonna want to watch something like light and and yeah. fun." Yeah. So we also rented. Do you remember the movie Ice Princess? <laughs> <laughs> Of course I do. <laughs> so that's over the two movies that yes. we rented. Um, and then we watched The Grudge and we like cracked up the entire time. Uh-huh. Like this is so stupid. Like the like I never the... saw it just because okay. of the ring. So there's like uh there's like a little boy ghost who like meows like a cat and I completely lost it. Because I'm like, okay, if you have ever, like, taught preschool, a little boy <laughs> meowing Not. like a cat is never going to scare Not you. scary. Oh, that's so, funny. <laughs> so, like, and then we watched Ice Princess and actually really liked it. So, so good. It's a nice story it there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, ooh, so bad they're goods. Um, I love, love, love prom night. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. It's so terrible. It is awful. How they got, Uh, I didn't even realize that Idris Elba was in it. I know, right? like, how did they get him? I don't think he was super famous yet. I I mean, that's how they got Britney Snow, too. Yeah, because she wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Um... We kind of covered some of these. Yeah. Um, oh, the Poltergeist. <laughs> it's. I also haven't. I have never seen that. It's one of those ones that's kind of revered as like horror movie, like gospel, but uh-huh. it's pr- like, it's like it's, one of the classics. Yeah, but it, it um, it's just <laughs> like it poor is, production quality. Or... Definitely, okay. it's a product of its time. <laughs> sure, um, it's what the seventies. Somewhere, um, yeah, okay. somewhere, somewhere there. Um, it's just a lot of, like you're saying, just, like, a little girl goes into, like, 
this whole alternate state and they have to get her back and she ends up like kind of haunting the whole house and at one point I, I think that there's like like the the house kind of becomes animated like a plant oh. almost but it's like it looks like it was done in Jim Henson Studios it's a oh, little bit like it, so it's like a puppet a little bit um, what else do we got here <laughs> sleepaway camp oh my gosh yeah, sleepaway that. camp I, it's, it's so not um, appropriate the ending is just <laughs> terrible but it's basically um, watch the how did this get made episode how on sleepaway camp it's so freaking funny just made $50 <laughs> right um, but how I, did this get made <laughs> Jason Manzoukas come on the show um, it's basically but not Paul Shearer we don't like you no hi He's June true. you can come though um, no I like Paul he gave me a shout out on his last, oh, yeah, his last yeah. episode um, yeah sleepaway camp is just another like how did this get made <laughs> They're at camp. Weird stuff happens. Terribly acted. Just questionable moral <laughs> values. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mentioned The Woman in Black oh, earlier, uh-huh. um, which is based on a Shirley Jackson oh. story um, and stars Harry Potter. <gasps> and <laughs> Harry Potter! And it's like, I, so what was, what really interested me about it is that it's historical. Um, oh. Yeah, it's like the Victorian era. Oh, oh, that's another thing about horror movies. If it's like historical, I'm a history nerd, so yeah. I, I will go see pretty much any uh-huh. movie that is historical, sure. especially if it's a horror movie. So that's why I went to see this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, so it's like, uh, so Harry Potter is, um, I think he's a doctor and he like moves to this town in rural England, right? Just Harry Potter as a That's doctor. his name. Um, <laughs> I want so him he to moves, operate on me. Yeah. Oh so he gosh. moves to this town in rural England. Um, and, but it's this town where like all of the children like always end up Dying like in because he's a bad ways. doctor. No, he like this is like before he moved there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. And so he's like going there. I don't actually. I don't remember. Maybe he's not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> but he goes to this town, and um, and like, but I'm just like thinking at the beginning. Okay, so why don't these people just like move away from this? Yeah, town? there are like, other towns. Why are we they can staying go. there? Because their children are going to die if they stay there. You like, why go. would you? So he moves to this town to try to, like, figure out what's going on. And he, like, moves into this haunted house where, like, this woman is haunting, you know, like, a woman is who, like, lived in the town before. She's, like, haunting the house. And they figure out that, like, she's the one who's, like, somehow killing the babies. I don't know what... What? Oh, I don't yeah. remember. I just remember that I, like, really loved the historical costumes and settings because uh-huh. they're beautiful. Yeah. But the story is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, Lady Ghost. That totally makes All sense. All right, Lady um, Ghost. <laughs> um, and then there are some... We have some recommendations that we have mixed feelings about. Uh-huh. We've already talked... About the ring. Yes. Um, Ugh. <laughs> so you you were, like, legitimately scared? I watched it. I was, I want to say, eight years old. And it 2002. was... 2002. 2002. Oh, shoot. Um, so, gosh, I can't so do... you were, what, like, 10 or 11? Yeah. I think... 
It was probably one of the first scary movies, maybe the first scary movie I'd ever watched outright without, like, I came out from behind my little eye hiders <laughs> at a sleepaway, a sleepover. And it, I still remember, I was sitting in my friend's, who I've known my whole life, I was sitting in her living room and we were watching it. I remember at the end of the movie turned on, we watched it for two hours, and at the end, I could not even walk down her hallway. I was so scared, because they had the lights turned off, because it was like 10 at night. <laughs> and I just remember, it consumed my brain space for like six <laughs> months. I was like legitimately worried about like how I was going to survive in yeah. the world. Because it was the first one I ever watched. Sure. So, yeah. oh, to this day, I'm like, mm. I think it was like it was it was a big deal. Sure. And I think it was maybe the first horror movie that I had ever like watched and like it wasn't the first one I ever saw, but it was the first one that I was like really like into, I guess, or like really yeah. invested in, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um and uh yeah, so I I watched it on DVD cuz you know 2002 was like the era of cool You got to go DVD get your DVD special features. Uh-huh. So on the DVD there is this feature that lets you watch the video from the movie. <gasps> Heck no. <laughs> um, Never. In its entirety and there's no way to stop it no! from playing. <laughs> Except by, like, unplugging your TV. That was the only way you could get it to stop. Rhonda! And then when it ends, it goes back to the DVD menu and it plays the sound of a phone ringing. <laughs> and I just thought it was so cool. And I, I, how, yeah, so my, like, 14, 15-year-old self just thought that was, like, really nifty. I was, like, I was just oh, horrified just right now. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm eight years old again. I'm like, no, 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 do not mess with me. And that woman combing her freaking hair. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but something that confused me about the ring was like, so like she goes to that house where the lady lives, like the lady who was combing her hair Mm-hmm. Who's like Samara's mom, right? Uh-huh, or something. Uh-huh. And it looks like it's like 1872. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, interesting. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then Kristen Wiig did the SNL sketch um, that's like a Nickelodeon kids kids show, and it's like, oops, my mom's a Japanese water ghost, oh, and no. like she comes home from work and that she's like crawling like, on this. On that the was like such a thing of like adapting Japanese horror yeah. movies because that's what the grudge was. Absolutely, as well. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The ver- let's not even. I I don't know why. But the the American version of the ring terrified me to my core. Hmm. And then for some reason, I think my mom rented the Japanese version, and I like came home and like a, like scenes of it were playing in my home, and it was so much scarier because they had the artistry and they had the uh-huh. like. It was a beautifully made movie. I don't know. I think I was so captivated by it that I watched like ten minutes, and then I was like, "What am I doing? This uh-huh. is the scariest." <laughs> dang thing I've ever seen so I left but yeah there's just the quality there is yeah well and like Japanese folklore yes has such a like rich tradition of ghost stories yep that are terrifying they're so terrifying um, yeah it's I I haven't even seen it and I'm like no right <laughs> yeah and that's kind of a tradition um 
that's also followed in some anime that yeah. it's really beautifully done gore and really beautifully done yeah. horror that I'm only now getting into and I love it. But the yeah. reason why it is like so frightening is because it's so well done. Absolutely. Like, and it absolutely yeah. immerses you in that yeah. that emotion in that world. So Oh my goodness. Good job, guys. Oh, thank you. Um here's some other mixed feelings mm-hmm. movies. Um I put Bird Box on here. That's on my list. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely worth watching. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. if only I mean even if you're only watching it for Sandra Bullock, like sure. she's incredible in everything. Yeah. So the yeah, first... it's worth watching. It has some, like, I don't know, just like some kind of like story inconsistencies that uh-huh. don't quite make sense. But if you're if you're like in, you know, if you're like in the world, yeah, of the movie, like. You don't notice it too much. It's okay. only like afterward that you're like thinking about. It. You're like, wait, wait a this second. Make sense. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I'm not. This isn't. This is going to sound like a bad joke, but it isn't. The first time I saw the ad for it on, I was on Facebook and I saw an ad for it with Sandra Bullock, and I honestly thought it was one of those subscription boxes, <laughs> but about birds. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then I saw that it was like a TV thing. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, and then another one that I put on here is like. Life After Beth, um, which, uh, have you seen it? No, no, that name just hit me really new. That was... Yeah, really... it's Aubrey Plaza. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen yeah, the yeah, yeah. thumbnail for that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she's she's a zombie, or she's, oh. like, slowly becoming a zombie. Shoot. Yeah. And so, like, I, it's another one of those that I, like, really love the idea of it. Yeah. But there's just, like, a few things in the execution that I'm like... Okay. Yeah. But yeah, definitely worth watching, especially if you like if you love Aubrey Plaza uh-huh. and if you love zombies. Perfect. Right. Um. Yeah. Speaking of zombies, uh, <laughs> got some good ones on this. So, guys, in case you haven't been paying attention, the categories for our recommendations are good, so bad they're good. Mixed feelings and zombies. I really so. appreciate that the, that the recommendations we just wrote good. That's hilarious. good. Good. <laughs> like Ron Swanson. <laughs> good. Very good movie. <laughs> Meat. Um. So, what are your favorite zombie movies? Ooh, Michael Jackson's thriller. Michael video. Jackson's thriller video, obviously, <laughs> um, is top notch. Um, I really kind of mimicked your list on this one. You wrote down a lot of the ones that I love, like uh-huh. Shaun of the Dead is one yes. of my favorites. Mine too. Um, it's Pride like and... my top five favorite movies. It's... Shaun of the Dead. You've got it's blood so on you. Really <laughs> You've got red on you. It's so good. We'll go around to the pub. <laughs> Get a pint. <laughs> I love the scene in the in the pub where yeah. um, Don't Stop Me Now is playing yes. in the jukebox and they're just like uh-huh. on the zombies. That's so great. And then, yeah, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies you have here. Mm. Um, it was playing on like a campus store when I was... Um, interviewing at different grad schools so I associate it with a little bit of comfort <laughs> because I was really stressed that weekend and I was like oh look it's fine well and it's also like Pride and Prejudice right like it's, you know as yeah as a Pride and Prejudice adaptation I think it's like 
That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. 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 And it has zombies. Perfect. <laughs> well, have you read the book of that? I have not. Oh, yeah. You want to borrow I? it? I have yeah. it right here. Ooh, then yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go what else? It. What else do you have? What have we got on here? Um, well, The Girl with All the Gifts, yeah. which I talked about the book already. Um, the movie is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, they do make some, like, little uh, some like little changes that don't, like, don't have, like, that big of an effect mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on the story. But they really, it, I think it captures, like, it captures, like, the, the essence of the story really well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend the movie as well. 28 Days Later, I've already kind of talked about. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, just watch 28 Days Later. It's it's great. Yeah. And not 28 Days. I know. I always, <laughs> like, like in, that really was the first thing I thought of when you said that. I was like, Josh Hartnett. No. no. Wait, Josh Hartnett is in that? I think so. I, I think haven't seen 28 Days. I think he's days. the one who can't have sex for 28 Days. No, that's 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, heck. I don't know. Then... 28 Days, I think, is Sandra Bullock, and she's, like, in rehab or something. I haven't, oh. I haven't seen it. I was talking I, about 40 Days and 40 Nights. You were talking Josh about Hartnett 40 Days and 40 can't, Nights. Can't bone for 40 days. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> it's, just, it's own horror movie um, for him. It is a horror movie. <laughs> Nobody wants to be subjected to that. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so, kids. <laughs> Um, oh, another really good one is Train to Busan, Ooh, which yeah. is, um, this is a Korean film. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's still on Netflix. It might, yeah. I don't know. That was how I watched it originally. Um, but it's, uh, obviously it's a zombie movie. So, um, this, uh, the main character has to, I don't remember a lot about the plot because it was mostly about like zombies on a train like that was you know you know like snakes on a plane <laughs> Only zombies, on, zombies a train. on a train I love and it's it. like they like the zombies are like slowly taking over each car of the train and they have to like keep oh no moving. <laughs> yeah is it yeah, like a speed great. situation where the train can't stop um maybe oh. or like snow piercer oh Ooh, snow piercer <laughs> should be on here too i don't know if that's a horror movie Tilda Swinton is pretty horrifying in it. Oh, she's lovely. Yeah. So, sure, we'll call it a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Snowpiercer. Oh, no. Watch that. Okay. Starring Captain America. (laughs) Oh, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. And then, I mean, you have the classic Night of the Living Dead. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think if you're gonna, if you're only gonna watch one zombie movie mm-hmm. in in your life, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, in your is the whole way to go. life, in your whole life, I know uh, I would not want to live in such a what world. What kind of a world? <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, that's the one that you should go with. Well, yeah. I truly believe that that is how you geek out. Woo! Yeah. We geeked out with the best Geek of them. out. I'm ready to party. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. As, you know, usual, we encourage you to geek out over your own things and give us suggestions mm-hmm. for what you're geeking out about and Absolutely. what we should be. 
what you want to hear us talk about <laughs> for an hour yeah, and a half. For an hour and a half. Um, um, yeah, so the way you can reach us is to go to thepopdna.blog. Blog. Um, we'll link some stuff mm-hmm. there that we talked about here in this yeah. bonus episode. Bonus! Bonus! There's also... <laughs> <laughs> that was a very like very give talk show moment. It was also very authentic to our friendship. It was. This is what We're it very is. Very Fallon and Timberlake. It's, it's true. It's, it's true. Um, but also on the blog, there is a contact form, or you can just email us at yeah. popdna at gmail or popdna podcast at uh-huh. gmail dot com, um, or you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we sometimes do things on there. It's true. But yeah. Well, Aaron, do you have anything to add? (laughs) No. (laughs) Thank you. No, I don't. (laughs) Thank you, fellow nerds, for hanging out, for listening, and uh, hopefully, uh, you'll you can get to sleep tonight. Yeah. After such a scary discussion. Yeah. All right, we are officially done. Boo! (laughs) All right, guys, bye. Bye.